Y'all ready for this? Hi. Hi. What's up, dudes? It's Aaron. And Nicole. Welcome to Dude That's Fucked Up. You wanted the best, you got the best. Best? <laughs> something. You, you wanted you got this, something. you got this. <laughs> this, you got this. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, hope you're all doing great. Um, we have another fun-filled episode for you today. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you guys. Oh, I feel like let's get straight into it. The business, this is the 99th episode, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, we had sent out a, a call for people to, uh, you know, crowdsource a 100th episode. Uh-huh. Um, we're doing the runner-up episode today. You know what? I'm very excited because I had never even heard about – I never even heard about this. And then – Uh-huh. I, I mean, I remember hearing about it, but I was like, this is fucking crazy. I don't know. This yeah. is weird. Uh, oh, but I And I didn't read about it, but now I did, and now I know everything, and I am – Cannot believe this happened in real life. It's crazy. I can't believe that you were able to figure out some of the sciencey stuff in it because I saw the notes you were putting in. And I'm like, I didn't even attempt to understand what this meant. So <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to learning today, along oh, with the audience. It's gonna be so fun, guys. Um, yeah, we're just gonna jump into it. I yeah. don't have anything fucked up. I that I is it's not even nothing is as fucked up as what we're about to talk about. Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah, it, it just doesn't compare. And I just want to, like, this is my fucked up of the week. Yeah, is learning it? about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, this is our runner-up, uh, ep- like, episode suggestion. Yeah. Um, our 100th episode is, is coming up next. But yeah. uh, this is the story of the radioactive Boy Scout. <laughs> this motherfucker. Oh my god. Uh, the, yeah, so this is a bunch of people like suggested this and it is fascinating. So Dude, you want to hear how some kid like fucking Kevin McAllistered his way to create radioactive like shit? Great. That's what this Here is. Here it is. This, that's what this is. Hope you're ready. Hope you're ready. Get out your talk, boy. Get out your pre-recorded movies because yeah. you're going to be playing zingers and making calls and getting stuff you shouldn't have. And it's Ordering great. your very own cheese pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> before we get started, I just want to shout out. My main source was uh, the 1998 Harper's article by Ken Silverstein entitled Ooh. Radioactive Boy Scout. It is comprehensive and it's the very f- it was the very first uh, article really that m- pretty much everybody sources when they talk about this uh, when they bring up this topic in any any kind of way, I guess. Oh good. I hope the weird history YouTube video that was 13 minutes long sourced that because that's what cool, I watched. Cool, cool. <laughs> Well, this guy is like the first one to have interviewed him, oh, interviewed oh, the guy. Cool. Oh, it's like a direct, okay. I watched some other YouTube videos and read the Wikipedia page too and some other things, so it's fine. Uh. Yeah. So this story like went really under the radar. This happened back in like 1995, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kid at the time, his name is da- David Charles Hahn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just this teenage kid who uh, basically – Figured out how to make a nuclear reactor in his mom's backyard. I would say he's a very precocious kid. <laughs> Driven, ambitious. You know ambitious. what? Someone Good should have, Someone should have slid an application to Harvard across a desk. Uh, instead, all the parents ignored him and just let him do whatever he wanted to. Yeah. It's like nobody was nurturing this in the right way. Mm-hmm. Nobody was channeling these energies uh, in an appropriate way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so mm-hmm. he was born 1976 in Michigan, mm-hmm. Shelby Charter Township. <laughs> what a name. I don't know. Lots, lots of names. Too, um, too many names, yeah. His parents got divorced when he was a toddler, and so he was, like, shuffled back and forth between Shelby Charter Township <laughs> and uh, – Did you say Shelby Charter? <laughs> Shelby Charter. Shelby Charter Township. It, that's a – I can't say it. It's tongue a twister. tongue twister. Yeah. Um, so his his dad lived in Shelby 
Charter Township, and his mom moved to a place called Golf Manor. <laughs> it's like a place where you play putt-putt. Uh, 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 I want to do an Edie impression, but I can't think of it right now. A what Go- impression? Uh, uh, little Edie, like, um, uh, the Kennedy. The, oh, the, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, Golf Manor. Golf Manor. <laughs> Yes, it's very a very quiet neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. Let's cut all of this Wait, out. <laughs> it's like it's like uh yes, mother and I used to live in Shelby Charter Township. <laughs> I'm gonna pee stuff. <laughs> but but now we, we move <laughs> to Golf Manor. <laughs> oh, it's across from Maplecroft. There we go. All right. There we go. All right. Anyway, uh, Golf Manor was a very safe, very sleepy, very unremarkable town, despite mm. its really fun name. Um, <laughs> and that's where uh, David was going back and forth between throughout his like childhood and teenage years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So something that was like very formative for him when he was growing up was a book that he was given. Mm. And... I think who who gave him this book? His grandfather. I think his grandfather gave him. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the book was called "The Golden Book of Chemistry Experiments." Like cute. I feel like oh, it's like a grandparents' present, or and like oh, here's like a chemistry book, which is like I don't want this dumb book, but he liked it. Yeah, I mean, I had a chemistry <laughs> set when I was a kid. Oh, you did? Yeah, uh, it was one of my favorite things. Oh, that's so. I nice. never. I I really liked science when I was a kid. Um, and even in high school, too, I really like science, but yeah. I uh, didn't make it very far. <laughs> I took biology twice, uh, as I also took geometry twice, because <laughs> I hated it. It was stupid. No, I took geometry twice. I didn't understand it, but I th- I blame the teacher. Yeah, same. And I think I had the same teacher twice. Wait, or did, did I you take... Did Mrs. Sh- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I blame Mrs. She yeah, was yeah. terrible. She was awful. Um... Uh, but okay, that's fine if you have like a kid set, but like David Hahn did not have a little kid's chemistry set. He went and got, he like got this book and was like, oh yeah, I want to like get into this. And he bought like legit like lab beakers and test tubes and shit. And like real chemicals. Yeah. Uh, What the fuck? Like that's, that's just a real like quick note on on David, he was just um, he just took things a little bit too far. Oh, <laughs> let's just say, yeah, that's he good. would he he didn't um, like when he got he was like a dog with a bone. He just like didn't want to like uh, he he couldn't just do one thing. He wanted to take it to the limit. So, like he, call him the Eagles. He's taking it to the limit. Take it to the <laughs> limit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, but. Listen, by the age of 14, again, his parents were, like, not interested in whatever he was doing. And by the age of 14, he'd fabricated nitroglycerin, which... That's crazy. Okay. Super explosive. Okay, I didn't even know that, but... That's what that's what you see in, like, all, like, the cartoons and shit, or, like, the oh. old westerns. It's, like, super explosive. Like Looney Tunes type stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I, d- I didn't know because, I, like, the video I watched was, like, nitroglycerin. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know what that is. So I Googled it. And it's the same... Um, if you have a heart condition, you take, like, uh, nitroglycerin... Pills? Yeah, tab. Yeah, you like melt it under your tongue, and oh, it's like, yeah, and it helps like move your arteries or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like a chemical. It's one of those like multi-purpose chemicals that oh. can be used for many different things aside from blowing up things. Yeah, including your anal fissures because apparently <laughs> you're prescribed a tube of nitroglycerin by your doctor when you have stuff going on down in your beehole. I did not know that. Wow. But is Learn- it flammable? I'm learning. It's very flammable. Don't light your farts on fire if you've got anal fissures and you're currently (laughs) treating them under the care of a doctor. And they should tell you that. And if your doctor didn't tell you not to light your farts on fire, you, but I would get a new doctor. Because it, I, I, like, I could just see that, uh, like, commercial for nitroglycerin. (laughs) Use this prescribed. If you want to light farts, don't apply nitroglycerin. I don't know. (laughs) 
Nitroglycerin is highly explosive. Doctors do not recommend lighting your farts on fire or standing near a bonfire with loved ones <laughs> after eating chili by the campfire. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Deary me. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Dangerous. He's doing some dangerous shit. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, for a teenage boy, I, I get it. Like, it's a... Science is a good outlet. Like, that's cool. But, like, he was completely unsupervised. He would just go in his room and he would just start experimenting and he would just have explosions and smoke and like all kinds of stuff coming out of his room. And this is his room at his dad's house, by the way. Yeah. It's where his like little, little kid lab was. Do you think there was like a little sign that was like, caution, science. Yeah. It's like, cool, cool science, kid. Cool science happening. Watch out. Yeah. But so he fucked up his room though, like so bad. Like he basically like had so much corrosive fucking chemicals and like little explosions going on that his walls were all pockmarked. The carpet got ruined like to the point where they had to rip it out. Oh and my God. Yeah. So his dad and his stepmom were like, you cannot do this in this room anymore. Take this shit down to the basement. So he takes he takes all his like lab down to the basement, and uh, I don't know if this was smart because it seems like he had more room to do crazier stuff. Um, At more he had more room to do activities. More room for activities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so he's down in the basement now, and then he accidentally ignites some red phosphorus in the basement, which causes a pretty huge explosion. I mean, it, like, shook the house, and Wait, his dad... Wait, was what? it an accident? Because I... Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> it's an accident because he didn't know it was that explosive, yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I was reading about it. He was like pounding it with yeah. like a screwdriver in like, a glass jar. He just like put a bunch and he just was like hitting it with the screwdriver. Dude, what a fucking gnarly kid! Oh my god! Uh, don't be like this, Jack. Um, <laughs> so he his his dad and his stepmom come down to the basement and he's like unconscious on the <gasps> ground. What? They thought he was like dead. They were like, holy shit, because like. They hear this huge explosion down in the basement. They go down there. He had exploded this red phosphorus, and he wasn't even wearing any safety goggles or anything, by the way. So he almost blinded himself, and he basically took him to the emergency room. He had to get, like, little pieces of uh, plastic picked out of his eyes for, like, months afterwards because the little plastic container that the phosphorus was in. It had exploded in like shards of it whenever. That's why you wear safety goggles, kids. Oh my God. That should be the first lesson in the chemistry book that his grandpa gave him. Right? Read no further without safety glasses. Safety, like all precautionary measures. Yeah. Oh Uh, my God. Yeah. So then after this, his dad and his stepmom were like, get the fuck out of here with this science bullshit. They were like, go to golf, manna. That sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Go to Gavmana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He so he went to his mom's and her boyfriend's house at Golf Manor, and they had a, luckily had a little you know potting garden shed in yeah. the backyard, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, cool! I'll just do all my experiments here." So. He has this now. He has like a whole free reign of this little potting shed in the backyard. Great. <laughs> do cool. you think? Okay. Do you think they were just happy he wasn't like chronically masturbating? I mean, who's to say he wasn't doing both? Well, that's true. Well, yeah, man. Maybe. I mean, I think I think they assume that he was just masturbating all the time. But then, like, shit's blowing up. Yeah, I feel like you'd be like, hmm. <laughs> I'd be like. Are you not paying attention because you're masturbating so much and that's why so many explosions are happening? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? You know what? It doesn't matter. Take it. Da- take your masturbating down to the basement. Look, I just don't want to see you or hear you. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure the door's shut. Yeah. Uh, take a shower every now and then and try not to ruin the carpet. Thanks, yeah. kid. Thanks, babe. 
Thanks, buddy. Yeah. So he uh, he was in the Boy Scouts also. Yeah. As many young boys, young men around this time, well, 90s. Yeah. And I feel like also, although he was like kind of older for – don't most kids drop out by like their teen years? I don't know. Well, yeah, uh, I mean – so where I grew up, there was a lot – where we grew up, there was yeah. a lot of Mormons, um, and they were all in the Boy Scouts. Mm. <laughs> and one of my boyfriends in high school, he was an Eagle Scout, and he was almost 18. So, <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. Listen, I don't know – I don't know shit about the Boy Scouts or or how, how old you are, whatever, because I dropped out of Girl Scouts and Brownies. <laughs> Which is like – the earliest it that's the it's daisies and then yeah yeah i was gonna say it's like first grade probably you're like yeah i don't like this yeah i was like i don't like these bitches like i don't want to do this anymore and then my mom made me call the scout leader and i think that's where my phone anxiety started uh is because she like forced me she's like well if you don't want to do this thing anymore you have to call your (gasps) scout leader and it was like i was like in second grade and i was like i don't want to i'm I don't want to talk on the phone. I'm scared. I don't know what to say. And she's like, do it. <laughs> so pretty sure Bobby. that's why. Yeah. Well, because she was like, yeah. we paid money for your fucking uniform. And like, we are, I need you. I need a fucking break from you, kid. Yeah. No, no. I, <laughs> I understand that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's like, I want to play Bunko with my friends. <laughs> or just like have an hour to eat a snack that like the kids aren't touching. Yeah, like, yeah. Let me eat this fucking rice cake with peanut butter on it, and yeah. you don't get your grimy little hands on it. Let me eat my cabbage soup in peace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. He was, yeah, he was probably kind of old for Boy Scouts. Well, and maybe not. Yeah, I mean, like, I think just older than average. I, I do. We, I know a lot of dudes that went to that we went to high school with that were Eagle Scouts. And I think Pete's oldest brother is an Eagle Scout. So, like, it happens. I think it's just, like, by then most people are just, like, off getting into trouble and, like, not doing this. Well, and it takes a lot of hard work to get the merit badges to become an Eagle Scout. Yeah, because, like, I think you have to get 21, which is a lot. And, and yeah, some of the merit badges are really hard to get. Yeah. Um, And that's where this all started is the merit badge for i guess eagles atomic energy oh yeah well so i feel like arguably this is like the one smart thing david hahn's dad did he was like hey you're really interested in this stuff why don't you put how much work and effort you're putting into your like little experiments into becoming an eagle scout because like right it's gonna take a lot of dedication and you're, you know it's a lot of projects and all this work it'd be great if you could take that ethic and and that work ethic and put it into becoming an eagle scout but that was a mistake because they do have one that is for atomic energy it's a bear yeah. badge for atomic energy that is since removed <laughs> Yeah, they don't do this merit badge anymore, and this is probably why. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, – so some of them, you, you know, like there's 21 badges you have to earn. Some are like predetermined. So there's badges for like – that are mandatory that are like camping, um, family life, and personal management, which I don't know what that entails, but it sounds dumb. And then I mean, maybe – I don't know. That sounds like a good life skill to learn. Personal management? Yeah. But like, is it like finances or like, is it like... I think it, it probably encompasses a lot of things like... Yeah. Like scheduling your time and, oh. you know... Oh, that's like, nice. Like personal responsibility. Like, I don't know. Sure. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, And like family life camping and like, you know, fishing. All, all the kinds of... Like all the things that you would think Boy Scouts have to do. But then there's ones that aren't... Um, mandatory that you could just like pick and I would assume you'd pick the easy ones and then see how that goes just to get your uh your eagle scout status but some of them include um the inventing badge which is like the Billy Mays badge (laughs) the fucking QVC badge um oh RIP RIP basketry I'm guessing you make baskets 
Or is it like you make like gift baskets, like the cellophane wrapped ones, and you have to like put Harry and David jars in there and like arrange them so it's like visually appealing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I Um, love it. I love it. And then there's, at first when I read this word, I'm like, what is it? It's bugling. You know, like, that's a badge. I read this in the notes as bulging. Is that? Oh no, I spelled it right. It's bugling. yeah, you spelled it right. No. I just read it as bulging, and I was Ew. like bulging. <laughs> like, yeah, they just put on tight khaki pants, and then they have to go stand around at a Kmart. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, is that a moose knuckle on the on the badge? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear! It's the ba- oh, Lord. It's the badgel of the bulge. <laughs> badgel. Oh God. Um, and then there was one which was like very culturally insensitive, uh, and that still exists. It's on the Wikipedia page. It's called Indian lore, which I think you just like learn about all the different like Native American, like yeah. Culture, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a lot of their stories and stuff, which I guess that's cool. But I don't know. I, I I know those organizations were probably like not doing things right. I remember in Girl Scouts going down to Palm Springs for like a Native American festival or whatever, and we just like walked around and then we ate fry bread and then we left. Amazing. <laughs> but uh, I don't think uh, we actually learned anything. <laughs> I did uh, this program in elementary school called Indian Education. Oh. And I was like it was like an after school program kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh and we like would go on these like cool field trips and stuff and like make arts and crafts and stuff and like learn about Native American history. Oh. And uh I <laughs> one one field trip we went to this guy's like property. He was like I don't know some Native American dude and he at the end of the this is like so crazy that this happened I still can't believe this at the end of the field trip we were like all getting on the bus and uh he brings out his elephant gun what's that and he it's like a fucking huge rifle (gasps) or like a yeah like elephant buffalo gun whatever and he fires it in the air. Oh my god! And we—it was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. And everyone's like, "Ooh!" All the teachers were like, "Yay!" And you're just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And he fucking fires it in the air, and we we're just like, "Oh my god!" Like I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully, it was a blank. No, it was. <gasps> it was like a full, full, live round. Oh my god! <laughs> so that was. You know, that was the 90s. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Right after, just just barely a little safer than the 80s, but yeah, not by Yeah, just much. a little bit more. We had we had a lot of stuff going for us, like cool after-school programs, but yeah. still still a lot of uh, unsupervised and questionable activities happening. <laughs> like this kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, he got oh, – so he got, like, really fixated on the Atomic Energy badge. Uh, yeah. And they're, like – so each badge you have to do, like, a bunch of stuff um, to, to like, get the badge. There's, like, a lot of projects within it. But I think you kind of make them up yourself. Yeah, I read, like – there's, like, a whole bunch of things, like, you could do. You could uh, – you can visit, like, the power plant. You have to, like, write – all like reports you have to interview people like you, there's all these things there's many many steps this is very involved it's not like God. you fuck because i mean yeah you know you have to i don't know what else you do but he took this way too far yeah he well and so he got the badge it seems like pretty easily he wrote a pamphlet and like he visited some local utility companies and the pamphlet was basically like nuclear energy is good. And it was like his little like argument for it. And Mm -hmm. then he also made a chart explaining nuclear fission. Mm -hmm. Not fusion, fission. Fission. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did I say fusion? No, I said no, no, no. Oh, oh yeah. You're just saying. Yeah. 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 Um, and he put together like, uh, a, a model of a nuclear reactor, which was like very harmless. It was just like, 
like plastic straws and like a juice jug and like some yeah it was like some found kitchen parts that he just like put together and was like this is what it would look like and yeah 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 and then also he was uh he visited a um radiology lab at a local hospital and he learned there they told him how to use radioactive isotopes so mm. he, you know it's yeah, because radioactive isotopes could be used for a lot of things, which we'll talk about in a second. But okay. uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> he 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 gets his badge. Yeah, and this is 1991. He gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, done. Good. Great job. But then, because of all of the stuff that he did to get the badge, he like starts to get obsessed with the idea of nuclear energy. Yeah, and um, he starts going down this path that ultimately ends up with him fixating on the idea of developing a breeder reactor which a breeder reactor is a nuclear device that generates electricity and simultaneously produces new fuel so this is like oh my very God. cool technology if you can get it to work this is like uh, fucking elon musk shit well or like this, you know it's like like very sciencey yeah but he's 14 He's 14, and the fact that he's, like, fixated on this is, like, very cool. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's awesome that he's into this. But um, there's a lot of jargon and science and chemistry involved around breeder reactors, but not going to bore you with that. But the main thing you should know is that the creation and function of this device relies on the fact that it needs a core of plutonium-239, which, is, which should be surrounded by a blanket quote of uranium 238 to essentially do what it needs to do um i don't know what any of that means and me neither but it's like involved and um and it when it works it's like it's supposed to create new energy so that you don't have to like use fossil fuels or whatever and in the 60s this is like this became like a very exciting idea this was like all when we started figuring out all this stuff uh, I have a question. With nuclear energy, yeah. But how do you get to 1.21 gigawatts? Uh, you go 88 <laughs> miles per hour. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Doy. Uh, you got to get that flux capacitor filled <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, where does the flux capacitor come into play on all this? Because I know what that looks like. Uh, this yeah. is all well, very we, complicated. Well, we don't we don't really I mean, we still do use nuclear energy, but it's so it's such a fraught uh technology and source of energy because it's very expensive to maintain and mm-hmm. to con- to contain it, you need to have all these systems in place yeah. because if it if you have a meltdown, it is disastrous. Like yeah. radioactive material is scary. Yeah. So uh, we tried to get all this going in like the 60s and then shit got too complicated, expensive, dangerous. And so we don't really fucks with that too much anymore. I mean, we do, but not in the way that it was hoped for. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, if you're thinking, how the fuck did this kid, A, figure out how to do anything remotely mm-hmm. close to making this thing? And how did he manage to even gather the things that he needed to make it such mm-hmm. as fucking radioactive material oh my god uh let's uh let's just say he he figured it out slowly but surely he's pretty much a genius um but before he got going down the nuclear reactor path he kind of got obsessed with uh irradiating things so he had to make a gun to do that oh my um god. i don't know how he like figured all this out a radiation initially. gun yeah <gasps> but he he basically figured out how to make a radiation gun and irradiating things if you're like what the fuck does that mean uh-huh. uh it's pretty pretty safe benign if it's you know done right and he figured out how to do it right so when you expose things to radiation and like small amounts uh you can it's beneficial you can use it to uh sterilize preserve like food, yeah. for example. Um, you can kill microorganisms. You can use it as pest control. Um, for example, <laughs> food irradiation is a thing that is FDA approved uh, and it's applying ionized radiation to food. And it's a technology that improves the safety and extends the shelf life of foods by reducing or eliminating microorganisms and insects. 
irradiation can make food safer for the consumer. And this is all according to the F- FDA. And yet um, everyone has cancer now. So who knows weird. what's happening? <laughs> Uh, next time, this is crazy. Next time you're grocery shopping, see if you can find something with the Radura symbol on it, uh, with the statement treated with radiation or treated by irradiation on the food label. And then don't buy it. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Astronauts use this to like for their food in space. Like that's what NASA uses to like preserve whatever food they use in space. Anyway, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So he made a fucking gun. That oh would God. do this, basically. Oh, uh, my God. The gun essentially bombards isotopes with neutrons. I don't know what that means, but no. it does. <laughs> you, I just heard you go, science, science, science. <laughs> <laughs> nerd, 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 nerd. I just heard you go, gun, nerd, science, nerd, gun, food, nerd. <laughs> uh, so making the gun was... A lot took a long time, but he figured out how to do that by contacting groups that were listed on his merit badge pamphlet. The the DOE, um, I guess I don't know. That's some sort of nuclear nuclear thing. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission, the, the NRC. Department of Energy. Oh yeah, that's what it is. is it? Duh. Oh yeah, God. I think you're right. Excuse Duh. me. I can't so understand smart. any of this, but I can give you the meaning of an acronym. Uh, the American Nuclear Society, and the, Ed- the Edison Electrical Institute, and the Atomic Industrial Forum. Yeah. Uh, so this, that's the Nuclear Power Industries Trade Group. So I'm he contacts... I'm like even impressed that he like got contacts at all these places. Like, And this is before internet. By the way, this is before internet, and you know how like when you're a kid and you're like, I want to order a pizza or something, and your mom's like, Okay, why don't you call and do it? And you're like, I don't know how. Yeah, it's like, uh, just look in the phone. Get the yellow pages out. God damn it. The the fucking (laughs) the white pages. (laughs) Yeah, the the numbers on the fridge on the magnet, the pizza magnet. Just get it. It's like, oh, oh, I don't. It's like, or you like, or you get the coupon book out where where it's like the five dollar carry out coupon. And yeah, then you're like you have to be like, I have a coupon for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so he he contacts all these groups and he writes up to twenty letters a day to all these different places, claiming to be a physics uh, professor or instructor <laughs> at Chippewa Valley High School. Uh, he said he got a ton of information from from some of these groups and um a lot of it though was kind of only of marginal value um was but, it like hello sir or madam my name yeah. is <laughs> my name is dr han <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and he just like pretended he was a a high school professor basically uh or physics teacher whatever and he eventually gets in touch with um the I think it's the Nuclear Regulatory Commission's mm. uh, director of isotope production and distribution, a dude named Donald Erb. Uh, and he gets in touch with them by mail. And this guy gives David all these tips about isolating certain radioactive elements. He like kind of walks him through how to do all this shit. Um, and he he asks like, all the questions like how like how much risk is posed by radioactive materials and this guy says oh you know it's not the real dangers are slight and like you nobody can in the public can get enough of this stuff in quantities enough to like hurt anything yeah yeah so that kind of gives him the green light to start trying to figure out how to get his hands on some of this stuff oh my goodness so he even, like, when he reached out to the NRC, they, like, sent him so much information, and they also sent him pricing stuff, like, data for commercials and commercial sources for some of the, the radioactive stuff he wanted to purchase. <laughs> oh and all God. in the all under the guise that he was uh, getting it for his students in his class. Um, so all he had to – they gave him all the, infor- all, all the information he needed, and all he had to do was go out and get it. That is wild to me. That yeah, like- and to be clear, like none of this stuff. It was like all 
all the sum of everything was what was dangerous, but like all these things individually. Right. I don't know. He like it's like making meth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He like did a good job of like of like breaking up the steps and reaching out to different people so that they couldn't connect it all back to each other. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he got a list of all the things he needed, uh, and he needed 14 different radioactive isotopes. Mm. Um, and I won't, like, list them all, but some of them could be found in kind of benign places mm. uh, that, like, some of these household products need mm. to – to work like a smoke detector oh. and you could get radium uh 226 from uh the luminous dials on clock faces like oh. alarm clocks uh that oh. paint has trace amounts of radium uh you can get uranium 238 and uranium 235 from this black ore called pitch blend hmm. i don't know i don't know where you'd find that but yeah. it's out there um, and then you can get thorium two thirty two from Coleman style gas lanterns. Oh, so like there's all these like benign sources, but if you get enough of it, you can do something with it. Uh, so to I, I feel sorry. like I feel like these things too are like already things he knows how to obtain from the Boy Scouts, like camping lanterns, smoke detectors. You got to, like, check on smoke detectors. You got, yeah. Like, like the, the ore, the the black ore. Like, he, maybe he already had, like, a badge where he had to go, like, mining or something. Like, <laughs> the mining know? badge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, for example, he he was, like, very resourceful. resourceful. So he yeah. called this company – um to get the one of the I can't pronounce it I'm just not going to say it uh to get one of the materials uh that sold smoke detectors oh so mm-hmm. he called the smoke detector company and they agreed to send him like a hundred broken smoke detectors for a dollar a piece um and he didn't know where the like the the material was located in the smoke detector, but a customer service person let him know exactly where it was and like let him know how it was like bundled up so it wouldn't. And so then he knew how to extract it from it and oh know where to go. God. So yeah. Anyway, so he goes through all these steps to get all this, the little bits of this stuff. And then he realizes like he needs some fucking uranium. Uh, so he has a Geiger counter, obviously. Why wouldn't he? Just a fifteen-year-old kid with a Geiger counter. What is that? <laughs> it's a, it's like, uh, like a little um, scale, basically that you know makes a little buzzy, crackly noise oh. to test for radioactive oh. uh, sources. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So, so he takes his Geiger counter out, and he like goes hunting for what he calls hot rocks. <laughs> I and I, I don't know why he thought there'd just be like uranium lying around but it, he did so honey but the, he doesn't the meatloaf's ready mom i'm hunting for hot rocks leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't find anything obviously because that would be terrible if that shit was just lying around yeah uh so he writes <laughs> he writes to a czechoslovakian firm that sells uranium <gasps> to commercial and university buyers mm-hmm. uh he got this firm's contact information from the NRC, obviously. They just gave him all the fucking... They spilled all that radioactive tea for him. (laughs) So he gets in touch with this Czechoslovakian firm, and he's claiming to be a professor, obviously. That's his his little MO. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he gets gets some of that black ore, that pitch blend, uh, a.k.a. uranium dioxide. And he gets all this shit somehow. It's crazy. We'll, we'll skip ahead. This is like so much. Mm. Oh, another thing he did that was really funny is he bought $1,000 worth of lithium batteries. Because he, he realizes like as he's getting all these like samples and like little bits of things, he's unlocking step by step by step and figuring it, all this stuff out as he goes. Like he's figuring out what each thing, each component does and how 
it needs to like, you know, what form it needs to be in to do the next thing he needs to do. So he, he just like is figuring this all out. So at one point he realizes he needs a bunch of lithium. So he buys $1,000 worth of lithium batteries and extracts the element by cutting the batteries in half with a pair of wire cutters. And then he places the the lithium and this other element together in a ball of aluminum foil, heats it up with a Bunsen burner, and then he figures out – he basically figures out how to purify this shit to 9,000 times the level found in nature and 170 times the level that requires the NRC licensing. He, like, just did all this in his mom's gardening shed. Oh, my God. In between jobs. That's how he had the money to buy all this shit. Yeah, I was like, where the fuck did he get $1,000 to buy all these lithium batteries? But that makes he sense. Wor- he worked, like, uh, a bunch of little after-school jobs. Uh, he had a good work ethic, and he knew, like, he wanted to buy all this shit, and no one's parents are going to give them $1,000 for batteries. No, I know. I was like, how did he do this? Also, you're, like, under the radar, because I feel like, yes, his parents should have definitely been more concerned with what he was doing and working on, but also, they're like, oh, he's a... He's, like, becoming an Eagle Scout. He's such a good kid. You know? Like, it's, like, a good cover. Right, yeah. Uh, so another thing he did that was – this is the one thing that I remember hearing about um, that I thought was so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, he – in order to get uh, radium, like I mentioned before, mm-hmm. th- some clock faces that have, like, the glow in the dark – Paint. paint yeah for like where the numbers are yeah the like old clocks that have this paint on them uh have their it's radium is essence of radium is is on these clock faces so he finds all these he like goes to junkyards and antique stores and he finds these radium coated dashboard panels or clocks and once he finds something he like chips the paint off of it and collects it in pill vials <laughs> And then he finally finds a big clock with a bunch of the paint, like the radium-infused paint. And then he figures out how to concentrate it all and purify it, oh, which is God. so fucking dangerous. It, like, started glowing and shit. Like, he, like, it was already glowing, but, it like, he really got it going. Oh, it's my just God. insane. So he's 17 year, years old now at this point. He's been doing this shit in the, the mom's gardening shed for about two years. Oh, my God. Um. And he really starts leading up to the the building, like the concept and firming up this idea of building a breeder reactor. Oh, my God. Um, but he knows that like he's never really going to do it, but because he needs at least 30 pounds of enriched uranium, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't, I don't think he's going to get because uh, he can't create a sustained chain reaction without it. Oh. Uh, but – He's still determined to, like, follow through with all these steps as far as he can go. He wants to take it as far as he can. Wow. Using his his brain and his resourcefulness, which is crazy. And his fingernails to scrape the paint off of a... <laughs> I, it's so crazy. It, he, it's like, like, some of these things he has to do are, like, so time-consuming. And, like, any, yeah. any other kid would be like, okay, I'm bored and give up. Well, and that's why nobody ever, like, envisioned anybody doing anything like this. Yeah, Because yeah. it's so painstaking, and it's like, okay, yeah, there's, like, a trace amount of radium on a clock face. Yeah. Nobody's going to take the time to scrape all the paint off to, and to figure out how to purify it and make, you know, like, that. that's the whole, the whole thing is nobody thinks that anybody has is going to take the time to do this but this motherfucker did enter david charles hahn plaintiff (laughs) whatever i don't know (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, my god it's wild yeah Uh, he so he like he starts to really get shit very radioactive yeah like he realizes like oh fuck like i'm taking this pretty far and he used to just like put like a lead vest on and he like put like aluminum foil up around the the or I don't think it was just aluminum foil but he he like took some safety precautions like he he'd take he his clothes like, off and stuff like I don't know he made like an aluminum foil hat yeah yeah seriously <laughs> I mean it was like that 
the level that he was getting the the radioactive materials to, yeah, he might as well have just not been doing anything because <laughs> it got so out of hand, and he was just like, "Oh fuck, I should probably not do this <laughs> anymore." Oh my God. Didn't he? Well, I feel like he probably. I, I I know that eventually he realized that he could pick up signals on his Geiger meter or whatever, mm-hmm. like five doors down from yeah. where his shed was. So like uh, to me that says he like liked to leave his little shed and like see how how far like like see how powerful he was like yeah cuz he needed to know that it was working. Right, right. And so it- he was always testing and seeing like how much radioactivity was being put off. So when he realized that it was like way further away from his house like it wasn't just contained to the shed anymore he realized like it was starting to spread further and further Mm -hmm. around the neighborhood (laughs) he was like oh fuck oh my god i think he started picking up radioactive signals like five doors down from his house and he was just like whoops is that that band five doors down i wonder if the if the will you still call me superman do you think that's about this guy, David Charles Hodge? I think it's three doors down, but uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's five doors down. Anyway, moving on. No. Well, yeah, he down. he basically freaked out. He was like, oh, yeah. shit. This is yeah. not good. Well, uh, that's good. That says to me, all right, this guy had some common sense after all. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, this... The signal's so strong, my fucking neighbors five, you know, five houses down are, like, technically being exposed to radioactivity. Maybe I should, like, tell someone, but yeah. he, he didn't. Uh, no. <laughs> he kind of freaked out, though. Yeah, he freaked out. I, uh... uh I guess, like, one night he freaked out so much he, like, didn't want to, like, explode the neighborhood or something. So he, like, started loading some of uh, some parts from everything that he was doing. I don't know if it was leftover parts or, like, parts of the reactor. But he Mm -hmm. started loading it into the trunk of his Pontiac at, like, 2.45 a.m. And his neighbors saw. And they, were like, called the police because they thought he was stealing tires. And then, like tires from the car. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was stealing like tires, I guess, from his own car. And the police got there, and he's like, "No, this is my car. I'm not stealing tires." And they're like, "Oh, well, what are you doing at almost three in the morning out here that your neighbor Karen, ha- you know, is like, <laughs> oh, there's something going on over there?" And he was, yeah, like, he's very suspicious. <laughs> yeah, he's like very suspicious, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just an Eagle Scout." And they're like, "Okay, loading my nuclear reactor into my trunk. Nothing to see here." Yeah, Karen, mind your own fucking business. Yeah, yeah, Karen. (laughs) And meanwhile, the police are like, wait, what? Uh, And then they got scared that he had a nuclear bomb. Yeah, because they, like, looked in his trunk. They, like, searched his car. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck is this thing? Dude. And it was, like, parts of the reactor. And, like, they didn't know what they were looking at. It's, like, throbbing and glowing. Well, it looked, it was like this homemade device and they were like, is this a fucking bomb? Like they had no idea what they were looking at. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, he was just like, "Uh, it's just like for my science badge. (laughs) (laughs) But the cops, they're they're like, "Uh, we're just going to call the bomb squad. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We're not even going to deal with this. Uh, And he's like, oh, excuse me, sirs. Please be careful with my science. <laughs> well, I mean, God, he could have. Oh, man, he could. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's so, so bad. bad. Well, yeah. So the bomb squad shows up, and they're like using their probably like a little bit fancier tools. Luckily, it's not a bomb, but they started picking up waves of radioactivity, and it was one thousand times the amount that should have been present in his Pontiac whatever trunk. <laughs> I just like that it his was a Grand Prix. Yeah, his Pontiac Grand Prix trunk. Uh, and Sunfire. Wasn't Pontiac Sunfire? Thunderbird? Ooh, Thunderbird. That's like a nice is one. That, is that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't have one of those, though. I don't know what I he don't had. know what. It, it was like a Pontiac generic. It was like a Pontiac sedan of some sort, probably. Yeah, it was a, a Pontiac 
plutonium. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it was. Yeah. But the level of radioactivity, like, automatically triggered the federal radiological emergency response plan. So there's, like, a yeah. federal, like, plan of action if ever anyone comes across, like, a certain amount of radioactivity. They, it just, like, automatically triggered it. And they were yeah. like, woo, woo, woo. We got to, like, <laughs> follow the plan. Helmets on, folks. Like, this is real. This is not a drill. Yeah, exactly. Like, the bomb squad was like, squad was like, we don't know what the fuck this is. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had to push the panic button. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, he was arrested, by the way. Uh, this uh, isn't legal. If anyone's listening and they're like, hey, I kind of, I, maybe I'll try that. No, 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 no. It's bad. It's illegal. It's real bad. It's real bad. Yeah, he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he told them, he told the police that he gave them his dad's address mm-hmm. so nobody thought to look at his mom's house for any other like materials or anything or, or even thought to investigate further yeah at this other location they just like were like okay where 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 did this come from we, we need to like make sure there's no other materials anywhere and they only went to his dad's house I think what? because that's the address they gave him and he didn't he wasn't like forthcoming with any other information which is so bad it's like he was so freaked out I think yeah and he knew he knew it was bad that he didn't want to get in any more trouble I guess but that's not on him that like I don't understand how if you were part of this like retrieval squad that you would just be like oh this is it okay bye like you wouldn't like yeah why wouldn't you like it's so easy to verify that he has another residence, like I that know. he that he goes back and forth between his two parents' houses. Like, it's so crazy. So they just never they didn't go to his mom's house to the the garden shed to check that out for like months. I think like yeah. not days, like months. No, it was fucking five doors down months. It was five <laughs> months. But but this is what's fucked up. In those five months, the mom's just like fucking Marie Kondoing her gardening shed <laughs> and she's like throwing things away that she's like I don't know what this is and taking it out with like the regular trash dude just like a bunch of radioactive shit and like highly explosive who knows how many homemade tubes of glycerin he had in there we don't know and she's just like throwing it out with the bacon grease and like her old fucking tv guides oh my god her old reader's digest and all of her like finished crossword puzzles oh it's my like god what oh my god and you can't just do that to dispose of this shit you have to like put it in a tin or not a like an aluminum drum or whatever and like bury it underground yeah deep yeah they so once they did find out that the garden shed was where he was doing all this shit the <laughs> fucking hazmat crew shows up where like they have to like wear radioactive like f- like it's like that scene of from E.T. basically. Oh yeah. And they're they, like, like all over the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and these guys in like huge suit hazmat like moon suits are all over the neighborhood and people are like what the fuck is going on? Nobody knew that this was happening at yeah. all. Yeah, Nobody yeah. knew what he was doing. No. Uh Nobody in the neighborhood, his parents, nobody knew he was doing this. Maybe a couple friends, like, had some sort of idea, but, like... Did he have friends? I feel like he was probably kind of a loner if he was, like, spending all his time doing this. He had, like, a girlfriend, and, like, he had friends. He was, like, a normal teenager in most ways, but... Except for this one thing. Um, (gasps) But, yeah, these dudes come, and they had to, like, uh, chop up the entire, like, garden shed into pieces and dispose of it in barrels and then they like bury it out in the desert somewhere fucking like yeah salt lake desert they took it from michigan to utah mm-hmm. to bury it with other radioactive stuff there's like a radioactive graveyard or some shit out there jesus christ yeah don't uh, you don't want to go there no that's um, gnarly yeah and then when they when they went and found like all of his stuff and the epa assessed it they said that this little hobby that he had built himself exposed upwards to 40,000 people to radioactivity 
in his and like, that, community. And that's cancer-causing level, levels of yeah. radioactivity. Oh, right, right, yeah. And then they're like, do you want to get tested? And he was like, no, I don't. I don't even I don't want to know. know. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, so shitty. Well, things went really downhill for this poor guy after all this. Yeah. It's so, you know, it is really sad because he's, he worked really hard. He to, worked to really do this. hard. And he's clearly <laughs> a smart and ambitious young man. Yeah. It's just that it was very unsafe very ill-advised, not advised at all, actually, just yeah, poorly thought out. Like, and he, he just wanted to keep going with it. And I, I think he just got down this path and was just so, um, he had like blinders on and couldn't figure out what the fuck was gonna, like he had no like idea of what the consequences could be. Um, I And I think honestly, because he kind of was, given the green light by the the fact that he was able to do as much as he did for yeah. as long as he did and just didn't think it was that bad. I don't know. I feel like he just didn't have any supervision and mm-hmm. it would have been nice if at some point someone's like, hey, you know, you can't, you know, if he had a mentor or something and like they're like, yeah. hey, you can't really do this in your house, but there's this program you could look into or why don't you start studying these things and eventually you could go to this to MIT or some shit and yeah. like and be a really smart and important person. But it just wasn't he like wasn't nurtured well, I feel like. No, and he his energies were not channeled properly. Energies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it gets really sad. Yeah. From here, he like, I don't know. He, his mom died. She committed suicide like the year after all this went down. Mm-hmm. Like after this was all discovered, um, his dad was like, "You need to either." I, I think his. His dad and his stepmom were like, you need to go to community college or college or something. Yeah. Because uh, he kind of was just like super, super depressed after all of his shit was basically just thrown away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just scolded into oblivion. Yeah. I don't know that he was like put in jail for any time or anything like that, but he yeah. was just, he got yelled at. He got, he to- got told that he fucked up and then nothing kind of. Yeah. It was like, is, they just like It all just stopped. Him. Yeah. yeah. And he yeah. had devoted so much time and energy into this. So then his mom committed suicide in 1996. Oh, so sad. And yeah. um, he joined the Navy eventually. He was really hoping to do do a stint in the you know nuclear field um, mm-hmm. and be a specialist of some sort. But he like went through basic training and they had him doing like grunt jobs and he got really discouraged. Um Aww. And just decided to quit um, after not getting anywhere with that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's like, and he was like taking classes and stuff, but it was all just so, he'd already gone beyond to a point that not very many people have ever gotten to. Yeah. I don't know. It's That's, like he, yeah. he ran before he could ever crawl or walk. <laughs> it's like getting it's like getting a high school degree and then having go, to go back and retake an elementary school class or so. Or it's like you I already know, learned yeah. all this stuff. Or you know it's like he was already doing something he liked and was good at and then you're almost having to like start over and like it's hard. He must have thought, I mean he probably was smarter than a lot of people that he was working with and that's hard, you know, then you get bored and then you lash out. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and like ever after this, the FBI would like check up on him. Oh, yeah, they have to. Well, yeah. and he got in trouble, right? Yeah, I think he was he was still like he was doing dumb stuff, like he would steal smoke detectors out of apartment buildings, which is very dangerous. You can't do that. No, that leaves other people in a bad situation. Why yeah. didn't he just try his like three kids in a trench coat? thing again and like call and call the factory and be like i need old smoke detectors for the class i'm teaching at work once i bet like i don't know well so nobody really knew the extent of like how he got all this stuff like i don't think that 
anybody questioned him properly. He kind of like clammed up after everything and they just didn't want to deal with him anymore until mm-hmm. this guy did this uh, interview with him from, from oh. Harper's. And that's how, you know, people found out the extent of how he got all these materials oh, okay. because he finally like opened up about it, to, mm-hmm. not to law enforcement, but to right. somebody from the press. Harper's. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So then mid 2000s, he start, his life kind of starts going downhill. He's mm-hmm. just like constantly hounded by law enforcement and like making bad life choices um and then he actually died pretty recently in 2016 at the age of 39 Hmm. um and i guess people were like whoa did he die from like his radioactive exposure or whatever but now he he died of a accidental overdose yeah um alcohol and fentanyl actually among other things yeah sad (sighs) so sad I feel like just squandered potential. I know. And not on his part, really. It's like no one could, no one kind of helped him get on a path that would be fruitful. Mm -mm. Because how, what, like, what if we, we could have like learned a lot maybe from him. Yeah. Or, Or was he just fucking around with like chemicals and shit? You know, it's like, I guess that's hard to tell. And I mean, I, he seems like the kind of person, seemed like the kind of person who was just like, I don't want to be told how to do this thing. I just want to figure it out. I want to oh. like, you know, I, he, he didn't want the structure of, I, and I get, I get that. Like going to school was the worst, like the Being told how to like, do things. Yeah. The curriculum was, is not for everybody. Like mm-hmm. the way you learn is different than somebody else. And so he just probably was just in a, on another, another plane. And he just, didn't get the kind of, uh, I don't know, he didn't have his talent nourished in the way it should have been. But he also wasn't taught personal responsibility, it sounds like, either. I don't know if he ever got his personal responsibility badge. Yeah. He should have. He should Personal have, management. Personal <laughs> management, yeah. Maybe he didn't do that badge yet, and I don't know. Um, oh, but he would have had to because it was required. But also, I think he should have done the inventor's badge. Mm. It sounds like. <sighs> but do you think he still would have tried to make a nuclear reactor? Because technically, that's invent. It's not inventing no. something new. It's like inventing a new way to do it. Oh, or maybe he just would have come up with the ShamWow ten years before <laughs> it was actually come up. But we don't know. He could have. He could have been the inventor of OxyClean. And then a millionaire, and then his life would have been different, but instead it was sad. Ah, fuck. (laughs) You know, you can't get fixated on things sometimes, especially bad things. I know. Well, but I don't think he thought it was bad. I think he thought... No, but once you're, like, arrested for it. Well, (laughs) I don't think he thought he was doing anything wrong until Mm -hmm. he realized, like, I can't contain the radioactivity he didn't think that far ahead true he was just like so looking at it so closely that he didn't see the potential very bad Mm. consequences it's too bad he couldn't go back to the future 88 miles an hour in his pontiac sunfire whatever it was (laughs) (laughs) he just needed a flux capacitor and then he would have known this doesn't end well no uh, uh, he needed a doc, man. He needed a doc brown. He needed to play in his homecoming prom band. Oh, if only so, he just would have learned the guitar. If only he just would have put it in this effort into learning the guitar. Things would have been different. He probably could have been the next Jimi Hendrix. I don't know. The next Chuck Berry or whatever. Next Chuck Berry, yeah. Hey, Chuck, it's your cousin, so-and-so. Ma- no, Marvin Berry. <laughs> you got to get down here. Listen to you this. You know that sound you've been looking for? <laughs> Listen to this. <laughs> I haven't seen Back to the Future a million times. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to watch it now, but I am. All, All right. right. Yep, that's all I got. Poor yeah. guy. Uh, R.I.P. Um, what a what an interesting and terrible story. Yeah. Sorry that it ended on such a down note. Ugh. 
Well, whatever. It's sad. <laughs> it ended sad. Well, we're, I'm very excited about next week's 100th episode topic. Me too. It's going to be it's so fun. Sexy. Sexy, sexy. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> you know that song? It's good. Oh, yeah, it's good. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow yeah. us on social media. At DTFU Podcasts, all the platforms. We're very social media centric. Uh, we don't post a lot, but we engage a lot. So, oh. <laughs> did you hear that? Was that a fart or a burp? It was a burp. Ooh, baby burp. Sounded like a regular sized person's burp. Yep. His Woof. farts sound like a regular person's fart, too. Oh I'm always God. like, was that you or DJ? <laughs> or both. Or both. Um, it's surround sound over here. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Be excellent to each other and to yourselves. And to your neighborhoods and to science. Yeah. Get that merit badge and personal management of all of the things. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm going to stop now. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>